peace of our Lord be with you. Earlier this summer, while driving to Northminster one morning, I heard a radio reporter interviewing a man who had spent most of his adult life working to help renew the crumbling core of a large American city, focusing his daily energies on lifting the lives of people in poverty breaking cycles of violence and despair. The person conducting the interview observed that some of the neighborhoods where this man had spent his long and noble career were still struggling with some of the same old problems, after which she asked, does that ever make you want to give up? To which the community worker replied, Oh no, not at all. We don't have time to get discouraged. We just get up every day and do what we do all over again. Because we know that in this line of work, there are no final victories. That phrase, no final victories, took me straight from the frontage road where I heard it to this morning's epistle passage, which calls us to put on the whole armor of God so that we can get ready for battle, the daily battle for righteousness, a battle we must get up and fight all over again with each new day, because in the daily battle for righteousness, there are no final victories, just new opportunities to intentionally embody the Spirit of God in our ordinary daily lives. Of course, we have to be careful how we handle this morning's epistle lesson with its metaphors of armor to wear and battles to fight. We do, after all, follow a Jesus who sent his followers into the world without so much as an extra set of sandals or a change of clothes, much less a suit of armor, calling them and us to a life so open and vulnerable that to try to save it is to lose it and to be willing to lose it is to save it. So we have to be careful how we handle this morning's metaphor of shield and sword, lest we recruit it into the kind of Christian protectionism and isolationism that is an ever-present temptation for us all. Plus, we have to be careful lest we enlist this morning's epistle lesson 
into the us-against-them kind of thinking which has become so widespread in modern popular Christianity. A way of thinking in which people see nations, religions, worldviews, and political parties other than their own as the powers of evil to which today's epistle passage alludes. That kind of thinking is rampant in our world and this morning's epistle lesson does not need to get recruited into that cause. There is no shortage of evil in this world, to be sure. Fierce, violent, oppressive powers of darkness have always been with us, but the lines of battle are seldom as simple and clear as the culture war pundits like to draw them. So when it comes to this morning's epistle lesson, we have to exercise the most rigorous and meticulous, careful thinking and careful speech of which we are capable lest we send it on errands it wasn't written to run. It's almost as though we cannot speak of what this morning's epistle lesson might mean until we have first been meticulously careful to say what it probably doesn't mean. I cannot speak for you, but as for me, I think the metaphor of putting on the armor of God is a call for us to get ready for whatever battles or challenges we must face in a way which is as daily and intentional as a soldier who gets up and suits up in the same way every day, putting on the armor for battle all over again, piece by piece, shoes, shield, helmet, sword, day after day after day. At the risk of sounding simplistic and naive, I would say that one of the ways we do that, one of the ways we put on the whole armor of God is by practicing the discipline of intentional daily prayer. At least that's how I do it. I tried all week to come up with something more fascinating and complicated than that. But honestly, the truth is, I just get up every morning and put on the armor of God by writing in a prayer journal. 
I'll miss a day or two a month, but basically, more or less, every day, I pray on paper. Because that has proven, for me at least, to be the most helpful discipline. That's how I put on the whole armor of God and get ready for whatever is coming next. Not unlike a soldier putting on the same armor every day, day after day after day, shoe, shield, helmet, sword. I pray pretty much the same prayer every day. Usually it goes something like this. Dear God, this is Thursday or Tuesday, as though God doesn't know what day it is. <laughs> Dear God, it's Tuesday morning. Help me this one day of my life to live a centered, thoughtful life. No matter how full or busy this day gets, help me to move through this day in a Quaker, quiet way gentle, patient, and mindful of those around me. Help me to be a person of careful speech, as many words as necessary, as few as possible. Help me to live an uncluttered life today, open and sensitive to the nudges and whispers of the Holy Spirit. Help me, Lord, to get on and stay on the path to depth throughout this one day of my life. Something like that, including all of that most days and at least some of it every day. I suffer from no illusion that you're just dying to know how I put on the whole armor of God each day, but I'm the one standing here, so all I can tell you is the way I do it. It's what this morning's epistle lesson calls down there in verse 18, praying in the Spirit. Not praying for God to endorse what we already happen to think or believe or feel, but actually calling ourselves out in God's presence, opening ourselves up in prayer. Daily. Saying pretty much the same thing every day, the same way a soldier puts on pretty much the same armor in the same order every day. That's how I put on the whole armor of God every morning. And you may already have a much better way to do that, but if you don't, I recommend it to you. I've been doing it on paper pretty much every day for the past 20 years. It's a great way to face the day. It's a great way to get ready for whatever is coming next. Like a soldier putting on the same armor every morning to face whatever battle is coming next. Only I guess that in the interest of full disclosure, I should tell you that in my experience, it doesn't work very well. At least it hasn't yet. Despite 20 years now of praying on paper for more or less the same strength, 
for more or less every day, I'm still failing at winning the battle for a life of unfailingly prayerful, mindful, thoughtful holiness. Apparently, these are the battles in which there are no final victories. No final victories, just new opportunities to get up every morning and do it all over again. And little by little, hard-fought inch by hard-fought inch, we move nearer and nearer to the person God created us and is redeeming us to be. And though it sounds, I know it sounds like hard work, like fighting a battle, Ironically, paradoxically, amazingly enough, this is the way that we, in the words of Richard Rohr, relax into the love of God. What a paradox. The way we relax into the love of God is by getting up every morning and doing this kind of work all over again. The original Quaker George Fox said, our calling in life is to walk joyfully on the earth and to respond to that of God which is in every person we meet. There may be another way to get there I haven't found it. It's just getting up every morning, putting on the same armor all over again, getting ready for whatever is coming next by opening ourselves to the Holy Spirit and actually, literally asking God to help us Keep moving in that direction until someday we actually spend one day of our lives walking joyfully on the earth and responding to that of God which is in every person we meet. Then we get to get up the next morning and do it again. Amen.